Welcome back once again to Recovery Coast to Coast, America's nightly voice for recovery, carrying the message of hope and the promise of recovery, even in these crazy COVID times. I'm Neil Scott, and in this edition of Recovery Coast to Coast, what I want to do is check in on the front lines of addiction treatment. How has it changed? What are some of the challenges that they're facing in treatment? And where will we go from here? Joining me from just outside of Yakima, Washington, is Scott Munson. He is the executive director of Sundown M Ranch, one of the oldest and most successful treatment programs on the West Coast and probably in America. Since 1968, nearly a quarter of a million individuals and families have found their path to recovery at Sundown. But what's happening today in this crazy COVID crisis? Are individuals still being treated? How has the traditional treatment model changed? And what do people need to know before sending a loved one into treatment? One thing is certain, the rate of addiction is not taking a break. It's not sheltering in place. In fact, if anything, addiction is likely more rampant and the need for treatment even greater. Scott, thanks for joining us. What is treatment like in the shadow of COVID-19 and amid the governor's statewide restrictions? You know, I, I, thanks, Neil. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I think people would be surprised that the the state of treatment is is fairly normal. Um, certainly, we've had to make some changes in our programs around social distancing, and and certainly admission uh, protocols have changed. We we are, and and all providers are, are now having to highly screen people for for temperatures and and sickness oftentimes having to have people hold off of coming into treatment um, until their until their temperature goes down or they're symptom-free. But uh, most programs are still operating and still operating much like they always have. A number have had to change census. Uh, we're fortunate here in that we've got a fairly large facility on 35 acres so we can, we can spread out and, and practice social distancing. But I know a number of programs have had to reduce their census up to 50% just to handle that. So mm. I think if people look for services, they're going to be asked more medical questions about screening. It's going to be a little more difficult to get in right now because we do have a capacity reduction due to people having to social distance. But um, I think you'll find most programs are, are still functioning. What about the staff? How is the staff dealing with this? Have, have, are you at the same level of staffing? You know, we are. I know other programs, because of reduction senses, have cut back on staff. But but I think we're really blessed in this industry in that most folks that, that work in the substance use disorder field have a have a passion for the work that we do and the, and the people that we work with. Uh, many of us in recovery ourselves and, and understand that in a situation like this, addiction doesn't take a vacation. It's still going on, and people are still suffering and still need support. I, I would think that as, as people go into treatment, uh, this might be a good time to go into treatment because, you know, people will often will say, well, I can't go into treatment because of my job, because of this situation, because of that situation. Well, now with a lot of people out of work, a lot of people being forced to stay home, here's an opportunity to go into treatment and deal with it specifically during this time. It, it certainly is, and, and you'd indicated in your introduction that um, there may be more issues going on around substance use disorders and, and just the use of alcohol and drugs, and we're certainly seeing that. One of the things that we're hearing on the, on the phone when people call is families are together more. Individuals who may have some social 
constraints on their use because they're going to work aren't only aren't going to the work now, and the families are recognizing that their substance use may be a may be a bigger issue. So families are intervening and calling, and and certainly there's a lot of there's a lot of stress and pressure. Clear indications that that domestic violence is becoming a bigger issue, yeah. and suicides are up, and and it's a tough time for for families out there. So I I certainly would encourage them to continue to call their local resources. That um, providers are still open, providers are you know available to provide services. We are discussing addiction treatment in the shadow of COVID-19. Our guest, Scott Munson, executive director of Sundown M Ranch, just outside of Yakima, Washington, successfully treating individuals and families for over 50 years. It's where recovery begins. The website, by the way, is sundown.org. As, as treatment continues, are there any substantial changes uh, in, in the treatment modality? Well, you'd, probably the biggest one and that, that I'd point out, and I've, I've mostly been focused on the residential services, Virtually all outpatient services are now being done through a telehealth. It has really been remarkable to watch the the system. We were able to to change our outpatient services to telehealth in about eight days. I think virtually the entire outpatient system moved over in a couple of weeks. Mm. It's certainly been a been an interesting process to go through from an IT standpoint and a confidentiality standpoint and and just some of the workings of it. But it's been also interesting to watch not only the clinical staff but the the participants adapt and move and and, and change to to providing services in a virtual world. It's not the same, but the transition's gone pretty smooth, and I think people have uh, have accepted it and adapted to it fairly well. I would think one of the big challenges in terms of the inpatient care is the fact that patients cannot have visitors. We're certainly sad about that. Family component is 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 a big is a big piece of our treatment, and and we actually offer a three day residential program for family members that we've had to suspend during this. Oh, that's sad. And it, it is very sad. It's, a, it's an integral part of our services. We're we're working on providing some ways to to do that remotely. We're not we're not prepared there. We've got some processes we're able to do with our adolescent patients and maintain visitation um for, via video conference for them and and we certainly have moms and, and their kids and are trying to work around that. But, um, yeah, not being able to have visitors come and include the families is certainly uh, disappointing for all of us. Certainly graduation must be different. It is. People can't come and visit. It's certainly less. A lot of those extra things are gone now. We're able. We're, we're happy we're able to continue to provide the base services, but... Um, it certainly isn't without its its changes. Talk a little bit about social distancing, especially in terms of, of the group process of 12-step groups, for that matter. A lot of 12-step groups are all being done, um, being video conference. I know some are, are, are still trying to meet and, and still trying to meet in bigger rooms and sanitize and mm-hmm. and do those things. We've had to limit the size of our groups and, and or put them in other rooms. Again, we're fortunate spring. It's nice here in the Yakima Valley, so we're, a lot of our groups are being held outside. Just, again, to keep people six feet six feet apart. It's a challenge, but uh, people have stepped up and, and continue to move forward. Everyone, I assume, is wearing masks and, and we, taking precautions. We put we put everybody in masks, and, and, and i got to tell you, certainly in our program, I know in other programs, 
our, our heroes here are housekeeping and maintenance staff oh, wow. who are out sanitizing and cleaning and, and doing everything everything they can to, to keep things clean multiple times a day. And, and I, I always want to express appreciation for our for our housekeepers and and uh, and their supervisor who's managed who, who had us well stocked in in PPEs and cleaning supplies and and all of that. And they're really the heroes that are that are keeping us healthy. You have a very vigorous alumni program. Are you still able to keep in touch with them? What is the shape of that situation? You know, a lot of those things have, have kind of just gotten put, I won't say on the back burner, but they, they certainly don't get the attention mm. that they, they, they have gotten. You know, we do have people reaching out to us to make sure that we're, we're doing okay and, and, and checking in. And I think we're all just trying to, to do what we can and, and manage what's in front of us and, and support those that we can. Well, it certainly is an interesting time that we <laughs> that we are living in. Where, where do you see this going? What do you see changes in the future in treatment, if any? Boy, isn't that the sixty-four thousand yeah. dollars question? <laughs> um, and, and here, talking late, here we are in, in in May, and and it's all kind of settling in now that the crisis is kind of or past the kind of crisis phase, and thinking about those issues, you know, what stays, what does the future look like, how does moving forward look like. And I don't have those answers, Neil. Like we're trying again to to figure out how to bring in back our family program and and provide some of those services. Will we see a day when they're back on campus? I certainly hope so, uh, but I can't tell you. I can't even visualize when that day may may come. Um, I'd like to think optimistically, and we're there here in a, in a couple of months. But I I don't know if that's true. Mm. One thing I do know is that you know addiction goes on. Um, I've been asked repeatedly, you know, should you be providing services? And and the one thing I know is is we lose 88,000 people a year due to alcohol use and and over 75,000 a year to overdose. The individuals that that we're serving have a have a serious fatal disease and need services. And if if whether or not there's a COVID-19 pandemic going on, so it's imperative that we all find ways to be here to meet their health care needs. What advice do you have for a parent listening to this or maybe someone who recognizes they need some treatment? Uh, wh- what is the, the first step? Should they check their own temperature? Should, should, should they do a personal check? Should they call you? Wh- what's the process? I, 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 I think call us, call a provider. We'll all of us will lead you through the process. We've got it. We've got a screening protocol. The, the the thing to do is to take that first step, make the call, work to address the issue. We can. I think all other providers can help work through getting you in and what it takes to to, to make that happen. I'm not going to lie. It, there, there are some extra steps that weren't there two months ago. Mm-hmm. But we're working through that with people. We're working through that process. You can access services, and and providers are still functioning and are able to help. One of the big roadblocks to treatment has been finances. And this is a time when people don't have a lot of extra money, if if at all. What's the situation in terms of of financing and, and the cost of treatment? You know that the, the, the services there is a, there is a cost for services. Um, I know the state's working hard at, at making sure that providers are available under the Medicaid system. We're working well with all the commercial plans. Um, they're still up and functioning, so those things can can all be can all be worked through. They're still available. 
Scott Munson joining us from uh, Sundown M Ranch outside of Yakima. Uh, they've been doing this for over 50 years, and they're they're not going to stop now. You said some people are saying you should not be providing this service. I'm saying there's no way that you should not be providing this service. This is essential as far as a person's health is concerned. I agree. I couldn't agree more that um, people are still out there suffering from, from alcoholism and other drug addictions. Really, there's no better time than now to ask for help. The website is sundown.org. It is one of the finest treatment programs on the West Coast and in the country. Uh, Scott Munson, nice enough to join us and talk a little bit about how the COVID-19 virus is affecting the state of treatment today. I wish you continued success, Scott. All right. Thank you, Neil. Okay. We're going to take a short time out. We will be back with more of Recovery Coast to Coast right after this.